Hello everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to this podcast where we talk about the word of God. Just a little disclaimer, I am not a teacher, I'm not here to teach you. Um, this podcast is more of talking, charting, that's what it's called, the word chart, just to talk about the word of God. It's more of an outlet um, to spread the word of God, so there is still room to learn. I still have a lot to learn. So whatever I said here isn't the final say. So please study the word of God for yourself. Know God for yourself. This Everything I said here is based on my understanding. It's based on how the word is revealed to me during my personal study time and during my fellowship with God. So yeah, um, I hope your weekend is going well. And mine has been going great so far. So we're just going to dive right into it. And I pray that the spirit takes control. Um, today we're going to be talking about God the Father and the creation. Um, I kind of struggled a bit, wondering what would the first episode be. I didn't know. I was kind of struggling with what I talk about. I didn't know what the first episode would be. Um, then I had this impression to just talk about, just to lay foundation pretty much. So I felt like a good starting point is the beginning, which is the first chapter of the Bible. So we're going to, and in the beginning, and the first, literally the first chapter, verse, verse, Genesis 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. So who is God? God is the beginning. In John 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. I think I, I said that too fast, so I'll go slow. John 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. Who is the Word? That's Christ. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God himself. So God is the beginning. God is the Word. God is the Creator. There's really no exhausting God. God is supreme. God is almighty. God is Yahweh. God is powerful. One beautiful name of God that I love is I am that I am when he was talking to Moses. And the way I understood I am that I am, it means I am who I am to you, whatever you call me, Lord. Am I your, pro- like, is God your provider? He is your provider. Is he your healer? He is your healer. God is I am that I am. So I am who he is to you. I don't know if that makes sense. So God is my provider. God is my creator. What is that name of God? Who is God to you? Um, certain apostles, certain pastors, or certain people, even just believers, we have certain names we have for God just based on what he has done for us, just the evidence of him in our life. God is Yah. God is Yahweh. Who is God to you? So that's, that's one, of, one of the beautiful names of God I love. I am that I am. So... Yeah, so God is the beginning. I feel like that's a quick, basic statement, quick, basic knowledge that God is the beginning. There's no really exhausting God. God started the whole thing. God started this whole world. So that's what will lead us to Genesis anyways. So Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. So we're going to talk about the creation. So you're going to read Genesis yourself. So I'm just going to give you a quick summary. So in the beginning, God started this whole creation. God started it. God started this whole thing. Science may have its own explanation, but I'm telling you, me, I know God created this thing. God created this whole thing. Science can have its own explanation. You can't really, you can't have science and not place God. You can't deny God in this whole worldview of science. God, God, God is the beginning. So we can, I know as much as there are many science 
um, scientists out there that try to take God away from the creation. You can't. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm sorry to announce this news. You can't take God away because He started it all. God started His creation. So in the first, on the first day, go read Genesis chapter one. I'm just going to quick say quick summary. In the first day, um, light was created. In the second day, the sky was created. On the third day, dry land, seas, plants, and trees were created. The fourth day, the sun, the moon, stars were created. The fifth day, creatures that live in the sea, creatures that fly were created. And on the sixth day, animals that live on land, animals that live on land, and finally humans were made in the image of God. So I'm actually going to read that particular Bible verse, Genesis 1 verse 26. Then God said, let us. So we're just going to diverse a bit. So who is us? I just said God is the beginning. So who is us? It's, it's like he's referring to more than one person, right? So us is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. So that's that's what comes about the Trinity. It took me a while to kind of understand the Trinity because I kept separating the Trinity like three different things. But the Trinity is actually one. We have the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. So, an explanation that um, I once got that stuck with me forever was, look at the Trinity like an egg. An egg, we have the shell, we have the egg white, and we have the yolk. As much as there are three different parts, um, it's actually still one. It is the egg. So, the Trinity, we have Jesus, we have the Son, and we have God. And we have the Son, Jesus, and we have the Holy Spirit. So, I don't know if you have heard this um, word before. They'll say three persons in one or three in one something like that so the way that um the trinity have been to understand the trinity is like an egg they all have um very similar characteristics um but it's, it's god expressing himself in three persons pretty much so god the father god the son god the spirit i don't know if the explanation makes sense but in future episodes we're going to talk, we're going to explore more about the trinity explanation um but yeah um so yeah Genesis, let's go back. Genesis 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. There's a reason I'm emphasizing on this. According to our likeness. Um, then in Genesis 1, verse 30, um, Genesis 1, verse 31, God is said, God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good and he validated it completely. The reason I'm saying this is that we have people out there that give themselves names to be like, oh, I am useless, I am not worthy. Please don't call yourself names that God has not called you. In fact, I feel like it's an insult to God when you insult yourself or even insult a fellow human being, you insult a fellow man. I find it quite insultive because when God created humans, he literally said, Genesis 1 verse 31, God saw everything he had made and built. It was good. You are good. You are perfect. There's nothing to change. And he validated it completely. You are complete. There are many people, I <laughs> I feel like I've been, I've been rescued from I've wanting to change certain things about myself because of social constructs. You know, we have this social construct of how a lady should look or how a man should look or what is considered attractive what is not considered attractive and we become influenced by that and, and we start feeling as if ah you know we need to change this we feel like we're not perfect but let me tell you something when god made you he said you are perfect he said you are good and he validated you to be complete in fact you are made in his own likeness so how can you make his own likeness 
based spiritual personality more likeness you know for you to have complete authority on this earth and you're still saying there's something wrong with you you're still insulting yourself or you're still insulting a fellow man my sister my brother you are good so on the sixth day animals that live on land and finally humans um, were made in the image of god and he called you good and he validated completely and on day seven god finished his creation and rested uh, making the seventh day a special holy day so just going back to genesis 1 verse 26 that said let us so going back to the trinity now i'm talking about the father son and the holy spirit so we're talking about we have spoken a little bit about god the father just a quick basic um introduction so i just want to introduce um god the son just to introduce um jesus into this whole topic Jesus uh, existed eternally in heaven with God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, as is evident in Genesis 1 verse 26. He existed eternally all this while. But it came about a time whereby Jesus needed to come in flesh and blood. Why? Why did he need to come in flesh and blood? So in the Old Covenant, just to give a quick intro into um, the character, like the, um, talking about, just a quick intro into Jesus. Um, so in the old covenant, there was a system of sacrifice in order to uh, pay for the debt of sins. Actually, sorry, to correct my statement, it was more of a system of sacrifice to cover up their sins. They were not paying for their sins. It was more of a cover up. So there was a, there was a system of sacrifice to cover up their sins by using animals. They're using like um, sheep, goats, bulls. Um, so animals without blemish, pretty much. Well, just give me time. God was tired of all this. I, every single time you see you are killing an animal, you see you're killing an animal. It wasn't taken away, taken away. It was more of just covering it. Um, in Isaiah, and this is by proof in Isaiah 1 verse 11, I think. Yes, Isaiah 1 verse 11. I'm just going to quickly open that. When he was talking to the people of Judah, let's see if you can quickly find that. Isaiah 1 verse 11. And he said, um, what are your multiplied sacrifices to me? So it's God speaking right now. When God just, he just had enough of it. <laughs> he was tired. <laughs> all these all this animals, every single time. It doesn't think it's away. As I said, it was just covering it. And Isaiah 1 verse 11, he said, what are your multiplied sacrifices to me? Says the Lord, I have had enough of your burnt offerings of rams and fat, well-fed cattle. And I take no pleasure in the blood of bulls or lambs or goats. And verse 13, just a quick 13a, do not bring worthless offerings again. That old covenant style just wasn't cutting it. So that's that's why there was a need for Jesus to come in the form of flesh and blood, pretty much. To come, yeah, that was the reason for Jesus to come in flesh and blood to come and what was his purpose to come and shed his precious blood on the cross to provide forgiveness of sins for us to be justified and now what does it mean to be justified let's not take my word for it let's go to the bible because i said this is the word of god we are chatting about the word of god so let's go back to the bible in romans 5 8 to 9 it said and and Romans 5, 8-9, but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us. So this is also another revelation of who God is. God is love. As I said, there's no exhausting God. The more you study the word of God, the more you are in his presence, the more you fellowship with him, the more he's revealed to you. This is another, another revelation now in Romans 5. It says, God clearly shows 
Romans 5 verse God clearly shows and proves his own love for us. He loves us so much that he actually gave us his son. It's actually um uh, which is actually a very popular verse. Um John yeah, John 3 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that wherever um that whoever gives life through him shall not perish but have eternal life. I think I paraphrased the beat, but it's a very popular verse. Um, so he loved us so much by the fact that we were st- that we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Therefore, since we have now been justified, so true Christ, true Christ coming to die for us, because um, another name for Jesus is Lamb of God. Why? Because it was the greatest and it was a supreme sacrifice. Through him, our sins were washed away. Through him, this this was the ultimate paying. Like he paid for the death. This was no longer. Um, this was not like any other lamb. This is a special lamb that is called Lamb of God. This was not like the, in the old covenant where they were killing sheep and goats and all those things. Because all those, all what those blood were doing, it was just covering. That blood was not it at all. It was just covering it. But Jesus came and died for us. And if even in um, where where did he say it in the Bible? Um, that uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. In the Bible, when Jesus said, uh, "For I have come down," uh, yeah, yeah, and Jesus said, "So I'm trying to remember." Yes, um, thinking John. Yes, for that he said, "For I have come down from heaven." You know, so let me not paraphrase. Let me just open it up. It's in John six. Hold on. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, John six verse thirty-eight. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will. But the will of him who sent me. So Jesus came to do the will of God, which was to come and pay for our sins. As it says in Romans 5, verse 9, Therefore, since we have now been justified, what is justification? To be declared free of the guilt of sin. By, by what? How are we justified? By his blood. By the blood of Jesus. So that now we'll be saved from the words of God through him. So that's just a quick intro into the character of Jesus. And in the next episode, um, we'll explore more about Jesus. And from there, we'll move on to the Holy Spirit. And honestly, as I said, you can't exhaust who God is. I also wanted to lay a quick foundation on God and in the beginning. Just to talk about God and the creation, right? Because that's the very first verse. Um, and as you go on to study Genesis, after that, it became the fall of man, right? In Genesis chapter 2, we talk about Adam and Eve. And I feel like it's a very popular story. And actually, I think that will be the next episode whereby we'll talk about the fall of man, and from there, um, honestly, every Bible verse points you to Jesus. So there's no way I will talk about certain characteristics or certain story, and I won't bring God, I won't bring Jesus, I won't bring Holy Spirit into it, um, because I would say this is the Trinity, and the, and as it says in um, in John. 1 verse 1 i just love that verse so much in the beginning was the word which is christ and the word was with god and the word was god himself so every bible verse um everything in the bible always points you to christ so i may be <laughs> going intertwined here and there i tried when i was looking at this episode I, I was thinking okay you know what first episode we talk about god the father second episode we talk about jesus christ third episode we talk about holy spirit but Honestly, you can't because you're just you. You. It's so hard to try to separate it because 
it they are three in one so it's very hard to separate it and there are just so many stories i bypassed but yeah just pray that the holy spirit helps me through this so that's that's just today's episode pretty much just a quick foundation on god the father now who is god god again god is love god is powerful he's a creator when god created you in the beginning he said you are good he validated you completely you are created in his own image so where's his own image like morally spiritually so you are good you are perfect don't call yourself names god hasn't called you and don't let anybody call you things that god hasn't called you just a quick quick fact to state out there and God is love. He loved us so much that he, that he gave us his only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Finally, the verse came to my head. John 3, 16. How can I forget John 3, 16? <laughs> For a second day, I heard, yes. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He loved us so much that he gave us his only son. Ah, for, God's love is just amazing. And Ah, he loves you so much. It's just a quick, just a friendly reminder that God loves you. There is no love that is above his love for you. The way God loves you, no man can love you like that. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again to the Word Chat, where we talk about the Word of God, we talk about the Gospel. You know, John 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we are talking about God, pretty much, because every Bible verse points you back to Christ. So yeah, just welcome to the Word Chat. And yeah, we are pretty much gisting, we are pretty much chatting here, we are chatting about the Word of God. And again, um, I remember that in the previous episode, I mentioned that i was trying to lay foundation but you know i learned a very important lesson this this week that i'm like i have to just share it because it's something that i thought oh i've learned before but i think i'm just i'm just understanding it i'm just learning it i'm just getting that boldness in that thing by the way the topic is worrying not and you and we see why this topic is worrying us we'll get into it let me just share a quick story of why this topic came to be why i'm even talking about it right now so i have a professional exam um coming up this month and as soon as july first came i started having panic attacks whereby i said i was i started having this anxiety um about the exam just because i knew the exam was this month i was just getting scared normally i'll send up a new month message sometimes um but this month mm-mm, i didn't have ever have any strength <laughs> to send anybody up a new month message just because i just i was just filled with this fear and even normally you know i'll get up a new month message or more all the up a new month message i got i didn't even read it because i was just not i was just not myself i was just filled with this fear and to think okay oh i was not scared enough um i said getting texts and calls from my friends you know now after you know when you have colleagues that you guys are going to write the same exam or doing the same thing you know you you tend to you know communicate with one another and i have friends um that were texting me calling me telling me oh they're going to be scared with their exam um because they felt they were not prepared then i had other people tell me that um tell me stories of people that failed the exam and even people that failed the exam were telling me they failed this exam this same professional exam that i'm having that i'm soon to have um then 
what what was the other category then i had friends or people um friends that actually took the exam but they're telling me the exam was very hard so honestly i don't think i think i I got just few good news of people that actually passed this exam so (laughs) me that i was very scared already that oh my exam is coming up so hearing all this news it just made my fear worse like i just in fact this is how i knew that okay doing something like you need to talk to yourself there was this day i was trying to study and i was literally having heart palpitations like my heart was beating so fast like i could it almost felt like i could feel it it was about to like come out of my chest and i could not study i almost felt like out of breath i was like hyperventilating i was studying and in that midst of hyperventilating i'm like wait 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 what are you doing like why are you scared like and the reason i'm saying that is because at that moment i i remembered god promised for me i, I remember philippians 4 verse 6 and he said do not be anxious literally the bible told me that god literally told me god literally says don't be anxious so at that moment i told him don't be, why, why are you anxious and so like do not be anxious about anything but everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your request known to god and the peace now this this is a beautiful pattern like and it says like the peace of god that surpasses all understanding will guide me through christ jesus so and in that moment literally as i just remembered that bible verse i am telling you this is not this is not somebody said this is not i saw it literally happened to me at that moment just because i just remembered philippians 4 verses there was just this calmness that came to me. There was just this calmness that I just experienced at that moment. And that's what came about this topic. That's what came about me wanting to share this. And it's not even just this. <laughs> this week, I just had so many occasions whereby I just had this occasion of fears. And don't worry, I will, I will, I will just you <laughs> how it happened. Anyways, that same moment, then I remember uh, Proverbs 3 verse 5, and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your understanding. Because at that moment, you know, humans, we tend, we tend to rely on our strength. In that moment of panic, in that moment of situations whereby we feel like it is out of our hands, we feel out of control. You know, you know as humans, I, I feel like because of our flesh, we we tend to think we're in control of things you know we tend to think that certain things we're in control but we forget that nothing's nothing's about our power like we're not in control of anything whatsoever if god did not wake you up if you sleep and god did not wake you up i'm sorry you i don't know how you go about your daily life you know if god did not provide oxygen that you're breathing there's nothing you can do you, you, you just be immobile so there's nothing that honestly that simple ideology that God's, God wakes you up in the morning, you are able to breathe oxygen so easily. You're able to, you know, just a simple ideology should make you know that there's nothing within your power. Just that, just that true little thing. There's nothing that is within your power. And but you know, sometimes as humans, we we tend to think that something's in our power. And in that moment of panic, or you know, in the midst of storm, we start thinking, oh, "Who do I call? Where do I get this money from? Who do I loan this money from?" Or I know we start what we start, we start thinking and depending on ourselves. You know, self righteousness. We start thinking of those things that we can do, forgetting ah. Uh-uh 
forgetting where our help comes from when the bible said my help comes from the lord the creator of heaven and the earth your heavenly father how can you forget the person that created you and put on this earth you know and it happens it actually happens to me that's what i'm saying this it happens whereby there are times whereby i'm in the midst of a storm per se and i would i would i'll put it in quotes forget you know i'll be relying on my own strengths and forgetting that <laughs> It's not by your power. Go back to your father, that kind of thing. And in you know, this week I I I, I actually learned a Bible verse um in Proverbs twenty eight verse six that makes me laugh because so I love the Bible. Everything is in the Bible. Um I in Proverbs twenty eight verse six it said, He who trust in his own heart is a fool. And I I'm laughing right now because I, I always think of all those times whereby you know, things seem to be out of my control and I'm thinking of everything I could do. And the Bible literally calls me a fool for thinking I could do things on my own. So that's why I'm laughing because when I found out this Bible first, I was just like, wow, <laughs> wow. Anyways, that's one of the things. When you, Anyways, so yeah, so it says, evil trust in your heart is a fool, but whoever works wisely will be delivered. And where does wisdom come from? Wisdom comes from the Lord. Anyways, this is why I love the Bible so much. Because when you're when you're studying, <laughs> when you're studying, there are just many things we find out. And I, I'm telling you this now because I've been delivered from so many dangerous prayer points that I've prayed in the past. That I'm like, oh my God, twin. I can't believe I pray this kind of prayer point when God literally already said He would give me. Like when God already promised me this thing, why was I still asking for it? Anyways, and as you study the word of God, you grow, you grow your faith, literally. You grow in the knowledge of him. That's why you just have to keep seeking him. That's why this is the word chart. Everything is in the Bible. And I I don't know if I've said it in the previous episode and I'll say it again. Know God for yourself. Don't go by, oh, that pastor said this. That priest said this. This person of authority said this. Be like the Berean Christians. Go back to the Word of God and actually see that thing for yourself. Study the Word of God. Not, don't just read so that, okay, well, you can be quoting Bible verse like one machine, anyhow. If you don't understand that Bible verse, you can't just be quoting it anywhere. That's why I say study. Don't go and read it. Actually study the Word of God. Even Peter, First Peter 2 verse 2, it says, As newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the Word so that you may grow. So you grow in the Word. So go and seek the Word of God for yourself. Anyways, another thing that happened this week was that I got news that uh, my mom wasn't feeling so well. And I just started crying. <sighs> I'm laughing now, but when that, when that thing was happening, I was not laughing. I was crying. Why was I crying? Honestly, I was crying because naturally I'm an emotional person. <laughs> I don't know why. Tears just tears can just come out easily from my eyes. I think I even joined. I joined drama drama group in my church because i'm like i know how to cry let me just join the grandma group anyways so yeah um i just like crying because um i'm an emotional person and so my mom is someone that she's not like going to the hospital and i know she has underlying health conditions we all know she has underlying health conditions so it can be worrisome it can be fearful so at that moment i was so worried i was so scared and i was crying in the midst of in the midst of crying and i was not praying i was praying while i was crying and while I was praying, I just heard it so beautifully in my spirit. And it was like, I know, I just heard it. It just said, why are you crying? And there's no way nobody can tell me that was not God talking to me. God, I just, it, 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 when, like, I was crying, I was praying, and I just heard that thing in my spirit, that why are you crying? And immediately I just stopped because I did not have an answer for it. Like, why am I crying? Is it because of, okay, yes, yes, mm-hmm, my mom is sick, mm-hmm, why are you crying? Uh-uh. 
have you forgotten that he said that I will restore health to you and I will heal you of all your wounds? Like why are you crying? He even said by your by his stripes we are healed. In fact, at that moment I got the understanding of that particular Bible verse in um in Isaiah. What was it? Isaiah fifty three, I think. Yeah, Isaiah fifty three. Someone Isaiah fifty three. Go and search it. As I said, be like Liberian Christians. Go and search it. Um, I said by by stripes we are Isaiah fifty three verse five. By stripes we are healed. And it was like past tense, like healed. It did not say by stripes you may be healed. It did not say by stripes come and ask me. Then I'll let you know if you'll be healed or not. Past tense, it is done by stripes you are healed. I don't know, like. So yeah, at that moment, I I literally just, I just stopped crying, and that was it was at that moment I got an understanding because even all this while, even though I knew that Bible verse is a very common Bible verse, you know, it's a common um, Bible verse that we all know, you know, we, we have that promise of God, and it was like I always I think my understanding there then was that you know it was more of like I think I interpreted it in my head as you will be healed. Don't need that make you or you will you will have healing something like that. But at that moment, I got this understanding that it's actually past tense. H e a l e d. By his stripes, you are healed. Like you, it's already done. Like healing is already yours. Like you are healed. You're in perfect health in God. That's by the way. That just that that was the second scare I got this week that you know made me so anxious and I had this increased fear in me and I was so worried. Mm-hmm. So that's why in, as, I don't know if can, I don't know if you can see a trend <laughs> why this topic is called worry nuts because I was literally uh, this week I've been I was worried ah I will I will not lie I was so scared I was filled with so much fear but as I said it was an important lesson I learned this week that I have no reason whatsoever to be scared it is not a fear of God there's no there's no fear that should be in me. So the third scare I got this week was um, my dad sent me this message. You know, you know, African parents and WhatsApp message, WhatsApp news, WhatsApp broadcasted news. They are like five and six. So my dad sent me this um, this um, broadcast news, pretty much, and it was like about this article, about this article about the Nobel Prize biologist. I don't even know this, but you know, Nobel Prize winners. If you have won a Nobel Prize, that means or more you are intelligent, your IQ is on another level. So and it's legit, it's not just like it's not just like WhatsApp broadcast message that makes no sense, but it's actually a legit um broadcast message because there's actually a link to the article. Anyways, so the summary of this article <laughs> the summary of this article was like this Nobel Prize biologist. He said that people that got the COVID nineteen vaccine <laughs> We die in two years. <laughs> I'm laughing right now. <laughs> I'm just laughing. And it's funny because why why is it funny to me? In the moment when I read it, I laughed. No, in fact, in the moment when I read it, the first thing I thought about was that please why is my father sending me this thing? The reason because I strongly believe that you know, as Christians, we should spread the word of God. We should spread the good news. And the, what is the good news? The good news is the word of God. Because this world, this world is just filled with so much bad news. When you watch news on the TV, tell me, when have they ever said anything good? Most of the time, maybe 1%. Oh, local man, I don't know, save a cat from a tree or something. 90% of the time, in fact, 99% of the time, it's always filled with bad news. So in a world filled with bad news, please, as Christians, share good news. Eh? There's already enough bad news in the world. There's already enough spreading it. Don't join them to the spreading bad news. Spread the good news of the Lord. 
anyway so yeah i was like ah why my father asked me to send me this kind of message for going out loud so there's this particular part of the message that just made me laugh and it made me laugh because it's it's expressed fear i don't know who constructed the message but i was just like anyway so this was the part of the um whatsapp message he said may god help us who some of us have started with the first dose waiting for the second dose a serious confusion if this is authentic this will have a very grave consequence a reprisal suit against the promoters of covid19 vaccines should immediately be filed to bring them in to bring them to book they they are to face genocide case and they should this should be before the international crime court of justice i want to rest my case this is more than serious now why did i laugh i laugh because there's a certain type of knowledge and there's a certain type of peace in fact there's a certain type of confidence let's just use the word confidence that comes when you know the word of god even the bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge if if you don't know what god has promised for you like how you know you know people say oh i'm standing on the promises of god how can you say i'm standing on the promise of god if you don't even know what god has promised for you literally in mark 16 verse 18 it says we will pick up snake with our hands in fact we will drink deadly poison and it's not armors it's not kilos if and, and you know on top of that we even have the power to heal the sick there's somebody somewhere is not telling me because of one tiny tiny vaccine in my body they're not deciding my lifespan excuse me when god have not said that upon my life when god have not declared that upon my life <laughs> god so so it's just that all made me laugh, literally. Even Hebrews 13 verse 3. And, I was, and you know, Hebrews 13 verse, um, no, was it Vexis or something like that? Anyway, somewhere in Hebrews 13, it says that the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? I love that Bible verse so much. A mere scientist, a mere human being. Like, what can you do to me? People that created this vaccine, when <laughs> the same Bible even says, if God be with us, who can be against us? Like, is it man? Is he like is it because of Nobel Prize or who is that scientist somewhere? Because of one tiny thing they put on it put in the so-called vaccine, they're not deciding their own family lifespan. Say people die in two years, and you're just like ah and 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 this thing, people there's some people that would have read this message and you know. And I was part of this message. The first time, I, the the first time I read the sentence, that oh, people that got the COVID nineteen um, would die in two years. They were just like this quick second that my heart just beat. But immediately, I just remembered ah, Mark sixteen when God said, "We'll drink poison, nothing happen to us." Somebody somewhere, and they said, well, "If God be with us, who can be against us?" And he even said, "What can men mortals do to me?" And somebody somewhere is not telling me rubbish. Like, nah, 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 nah. Please, 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 please. All this, all this. Even most of the time. Even most of the time when I'm talking to people, I'm like, oh, I'm fully vaccinated. My second sentence is that I have the blood of Jesus running in me. Like, it's running in my vein. <laughs> not, to come, not to come touch me. Again, I'm not discrediting their research or I'm not, you know, making a joke or laughter or whatever they have done. But I'm just saying, there's just this confidence and knowledge that comes when you know the word of God. When you know, like, when you... I'm not saying I know everything. <laughs> Again... But they just just the, just the small small ones I know. Eh? They just give me that confidence, that boldness. And uh, even the Bible says, "I'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding." Literally, that nobody can understand that kind of peace you have in the midst of the storm. You are still peaceful. You are still beautiful. I know that makes sense. Again, no. Oh, again, <laughs> faith because 
the reason that I have this reassurance is because of faith. As um, the Bible even says that we, um, for we walk not by sight, for for we walk with. Oh, what's this? How can I hold on? I'm missing my words. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And hey, thank you, Tony. Calm down. I've been known to talk too much. So yes, the Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Right. So because of because of because I have that like assurance in God's word in God's promises for me that is why like I can laugh about certain things that is why there's just this certain peace that comes with the knowledge of God if I didn't know all these things or if I didn't know this certain um words that God has promised me what God has said to me I'm telling you with these three things that happened to me this week um getting news that my mom was sick not getting news that people are feeling an exam that i'm soon to write this covid19 vaccine news if i didn't know what god has promised me there was nothing anybody would have told me that would have calmed me down and i'm telling you i told you all the time if i was having panic attack like literally i was studying and my heart was palpitating like so fast but i remember philippians 4 verse 6 and i just became calm like i could not just explain it in fact when that thing happened i was just laughing like ah, god you're just so good god, you're just like too wonderful now you know some people some people can so people can take the word so literally and go and try stupid things now the reason i say it at all because this story just popped into my head because i remember that i mentioned um max 16 that says you know we'll pick up snake not happen to us um, we'll drink poison and it's not almonds and you know people be like okay uh-uh. the bible said we'll drink poison not almonds okay now let me go test it i'll go and drink poison now <laughs> let's see if anything happens to me <laughs> please so if that same bible says god deals with each person on the measure of their own faith okay please don't go and try rubbish um, and the reason I say it because I just remember this story about this man many years ago um, of this man named Daniel. So I don't know if you know the story of Daniel and um, Daniel and the lions then, right? When Daniel was in the lions then and God shot the mouth of the lions. So this man in, um, many years ago that was a prophet, quote unquote, um, but his name is Daniel. So he went to like a zoo in a lion's den <laughs> to go and, I don't know what he went to go and do, to go and showcase. Anyways, long story short shorts the guy died because obviously god deals with each person on their measure of faith i am not all this don't i say study the word of god i'm not saying go and don't, don't just go and read it so that you can be quoting bible verse up and down go and actually study it go and actually understand it so go and actually believe it like as i said i learned i read but I, and the same week, I was actually following this series, The Rest of God, by Mr. Akimika. I will actually post the link because it actually blessed me so much. Because, as I said, this week was a week where I was having so much fear, so much anxiety. And I just need to hear that word, The Rest of God. God has done everything, everything for us. That all we have to do is just rest. We just have to relax in the word of God. Like, you just have to rest. Even in Matthew... Matthew 11 verse 28. It said, Come to me, all ye who are worried and burdened, and I will give you rest. And it's just like, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what else I can say that can explain it, you know. And that's why, that's why you, that's why I always say, like, go and, go and study. There's something my mentor always, <laughs> she always emphasized. She'd be like, Go and study, go and know God for yourself. Don't base your Christianity 
on anybody or um or yes on anybody you know even my pastor always says that nobody is responsible for your growth go and know god for your growth. that study the word of god for yourself and that is how you will grow your faith that's how you will grow in the knowledge of him and that is why there are certain things that can't move me you know and that's why see i've got to the to the to a point whereby i just i just bless god because sometimes when i think of the certain prayer points i've prayed before before very dangerous prayer points versus now because now i just proclaim the word of god i just prophesy the word of god you know and faith is not that that thing is done faith is not oh you as i said there's an assurance that's the word there's an assurance that comes in knowing god's promises you know as i've said people will say oh i'm standing on the promises of god you can't stand on the promises of God if you don't know what God has promised for you. I don't know if that makes sense. You have to actually know what God has promised for you. And how will you know that word of what God has promised for you? It's literally in the... God has promised us rest. God has literally promised us that there's nothing we have to be anxious about. So why are you being worried? I wouldn't have had that rest. I wouldn't have had that calmness if I didn't know that what God has promised, what God said about anxiety what would have said about fear i wouldn't have known if i if i was not studying if i was not seeking his word you know faith is knowing that that thing is done already that's, that's why we walk by faith and not by sight don't walk by don't do things by things you know don't do things by the things you see don't believe things by you know by news we are not of this world just as christians in fact I'm not, I'm not, I'm not be beating around. Let's go to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11 literally define what faith is. I just love that verse. Even gives example self. That's why I even love it. Hebrews 11. Mm, beautiful. Faith shows the reality. <laughs> God, I love the Bible. See, that's why it's called a word translate. Don't take my word for it. Let's go back to the Bible. Hebrews 11. NLT version. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Ah! See, let's just jump to verse 3. It says, By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, and that we now see, and now and that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Then he said, listen examples. It was by faith that Abel brought a more, a, more, um, a more acceptable offering to God. Verse 11 is a beautiful story that I love. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Now, just going out of that, it was even by faith. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. Uh, for 12 years, what did she say? Um, I've forgotten the Bible verse. But the woman with the issue of blood, she was like, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. That should not say, ah, let me let me just sit down, you know, and I and believe that you know it will happen or and hope that okay well, let, she not say she she was not having this hope or this feeling. She not say okay, let me let me tap his shoulder, let him turn around and let him lay his hands on me, let him go. She had a very beautiful face. She knew that's it. She had this assurance. She faith is just knowing that thing, that thing is done. As I said, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. is the evidence of things we cannot see. She knew that she was going to be healed when she touched the rope. That was faith. She believed it so much. She, and she said, if I can just touch his rope, I will be healed. Past tense, I will be healed. And what was God's answer? He said, your faith has made you well. 
so beautiful and even in um in second things um no second kings the shona Ma- Na- is it shona mites i don't even pronounce it well i think so shona mites woman right is it shona mites anyway is the first kings is this woman yes shona i don't know why this word is why this word is um bothering me but i feel like i'm not pronouncing it well anyway the shona mites woman when um her son died <laughs> God. what did she do she literally carried this child put the child on the bed closed the door and was just going to elijah even when she was going to elijah she she was like prepare my house when she was going to no not elijah sorry elisha when she was going the husband even asked her like ah where are you going to like it's not shabbat day it's not um is it sabbath or like where are you going to by this time she was like don't worry it will be all right <laughs> because not like ah you're I, I feel like I feel like maybe the man was like surprised. Like where are you going to at this moment? Your child is dead. Like where are you going? Like this is the time where it should be morning, you know, be planning very or something like that. What was her answer? She said it will be alright. When she even got to Elisha, um Elisha's servant was like right the Elisha servant like rushed to her, right? And asked her like what is wrong? What was her answer? She said everything is fine. And this story also explains um the importance of also prophesying Professing, you know, manifesting the word of God and professing good things. They said there's power in our life. It's a life and death is in our tongue. <laughs> I think that's one of the things I'm also learning. Taming my tongue because there's certain things I cannot, I cannot, you know, I cannot just say anyhow. Before I used to say rubbish, but now <laughs> I am training myself not to be saying rubbish pretty much. That's the summary of it. So, anyways, I feel like I've been talking, I've been talking and blabbing up and down. So the conclusion of this. Honestly, the story or the lesson, rather, that I learned um, this week, pretty much, is that I have no reason to be scared. I have nothing to be scared of. I have nothing to be worried about. I have nothing to be, what's the word, to be anxious about. Because God has done it all. God has done it all. In Isaiah 43... (laughs) beautiful but i don't know the verse but someone in anxiety but it's okay he said don't be afraid you will go through deep water so but do you know the beautiful part of it he will be with you he said in fact you will go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown and okay well, <laughs> and to think that's just the end he now says you will walk through fire of oppression you will not burn it will not overcome you because why he is the lord your god and and another one I like um, um, is somewhere in Matthew verse, Matthew 6, oh, sorry, I need to find this, Matthew 6, somewhere there, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Matthew 6, yeah, why I love this, I need to somewhere here. Is it Matthew 6? About is the Bible verse I say don't worry about like what you wear or what you drink or the food, you know, the beds don't think about that thing. So why are you worrying about it anyway? Hold on. I think it's in Matthew 6. Teaching about money and possessions. I think this is it. Yeah, Matthew 25. Matthew 6, verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have food drink whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear isn't life more than food or your body more than clothing 
Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or food or, or store foods in bands. For your heavenly father feeds them. For your heavenly father feeds them and having to you far more valuable than they are. So birds don't worry about what they wear. Birds don't worry about the clothes that they have to do tomorrow. Birds don't even worry about the following day. And God takes care of them. And now God is asking, aren't you far aren't you more valuable than birds in the sky sky? And this is the part that makes me, you know, he say, this is a question. Let's, let me ask you this question. Can all your worries, all your worries, all your fear, all your anxiety, can they add a single moment to your life? Will it extend your lifespan? In fact, on the contrary, it would actually diminish, <laughs> diminish. And the reason I say this, um, um, there's this um, phrase someone I look up to um, said recently. It was like, if you don't, if your body does not rest, your body will be will be laid down to rest. If you don't put your body to rest, because and the type topic is like talking about the rest of God, the importance of resting, both physically, both spiritually, both emotionally, in every area of your life, because resting is also not worrying resting is also not having any fear resting is also not having any anxiety resting is being still and knowing that the lord is your god knowing that your father is there for you so rest relax there's nothing to be scared of because he said can all your worries at a single moment really extend your lifespan if you don't rest your body will be put laid down to rest or something like that your if you don't rest your body your body will be laid down to rest if that makes sense so yes and he said and why worry about your clothing look at the lilies of the field and how they go they don't walk or make their clothing yet solomon in all his glory was there dressed with fast and if god cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that's here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you now beautiful question why do you have so little faith I think it's New King James Version. It said, Oh, you of little faith. Now, let me just put a really quick um, analogy. Like, let's put the. I like putting this into context, right? Let's take, for example, now, your father, your earthly father, um, promises you money, right? And it tells you that, let's say, you know, maybe last year, 2020, it was like, okay, um, he promised you money pretty much. It was like, okay. Let, let me just use my father for example and my father told me okay Tony I would give you 5,000 Canadian dollars on yeah I asked okay yes I asked him for money and he's like I'm trying to find a really good example I go to my father I asked him for money and he promised me like Tony yes I will give you money then the following day and I go back again and ask him I'm like um daddy are you still giving me that money in that moment whereby I'm asking the second time, even though he already told me he will give me, the second time I'm asking, why am I asking? It's because I am not sure. It's because I don't trust him. It's because I'm actually doubting his word. I'm doubting that, okay, will this man actually really give me the money? Because if I truly believe that my father, my earthly father, would give me that money, I have no reason to ask him again. You already told me you would give me that money. So all I have to do is what? Tell him. Remind him. And be like, ah, daddy, remember you said you would give me this money on so, so, and so day. Please, where is the money? Or when am I getting the money? That kind of thing. Now, why am I saying this? In, in that kind of analogy, 
let's put it to your heavenly father god already promised you health god already promised you wealth god already promised you food clothing everything it's a sickness the kingdom of god and every other thing will be added to you he has promised you everything he said he will restore health to you so why are you worried like i don't think that makes sense god has already promised you everything god has done everything that all you have to do is rest so why is he going back asking asking you know and that's one thing that i've also learned there's certain things that you don't ask you just like you yeah you already promised you that thing you don't still have to ask for that thing and i just give an analogy right if your father your earthly father already promised you that you would give you this thing and you keep asking him for that thing you are doubting it that's why this verse it says why do you have so little faith Matthew verse 30 and if god cares so wonderfully for what flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow he will certainly care for you he has literally told you he will care for you he will sort out those things those those is it what you eat tomorrow what you will drink tomorrow i uh, will give you this money he will he knows what you want he said why do you have so little faith the moment you are asking for that thing over and over and over and over again when he's already promised you that thing it's like you are doubting his word he says so don't worry about this thing saying what will you eat what will you drink what will you wear these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers but your heavenly father already knows your needs and that's when he came to seek the kingdom of god above every other thing and live righteously and he will give you he will give you everything you need okay i think i've been talking so much now oh my god 35 minutes i have talked a lot i am sorry anyway this is the word chat we are just in i told you chat chat is just in pretty much i'm just gonna round up with um evil six to show you the difference between your earthly father and your heavenly father because i i, I just give you an example right whereby you ask your father for money um and he told you okay he will give you then the following day you go and ask him again and um you know in that moment where you're asking him again it's like you're not sure now the difference between your earthly father and your heavenly father is that your earthly father can change his mind your father can be like oh, oh sorry i know i promised you that money but you know but times are hard i think i'll just I, I don't think i'll give you that money anymore he can change his mind <laughs> like that's human for you but now this is the difference with your earthly father Hebrews 6 verse 13 let me just say the bible let me not let me not talk Hebrews 6 verse 13 for example there was god promise to abraham since there was no one greater to swear by god took an oath in his own name saying i will certainly bless you and i will multiply your descendants beyond number hmm. then abraham waited patiently and then he received what god had promised him now when people take an oath they call on someone greater than themselves to hold them to it and without any question that oath is binding god also bound himself with an oath so that who so that so that those who receive the promise please listen to this bible verse please let me take it again Hebrews 6 verse 17 
God also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise, those who receive the promise, those who rest on the assurance, you are so assured, you are resting on the promise of God, you know it is done because God already promised it for you. He says, so those, so that, <laughs> sorry, so that those who receive the promise, God, so, <laughs> I'm so excited, let me, <laughs> let me calm down, sorry, so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never, he would never change his mind. That is the difference between your earthly father and your heavenly father. Humans can change their mind. Humans can disappoint you. In fact, men will disappoint you. Ah, they will disappoint you. They will fall your hand big time. But you know who will never, ever, ever fall your hand heavenly father because he loves you so much he literally said it he is bound by his word that is why in, ah, go and study the word of god you i'll say this again you can't say you're standing on the promises of god i don't know what god has promised you when god has promised you else please don't be acting as if one small malaria will kill you <laughs> it cannot kill you you have god please please it, Ah, your heavenly father cannot change his mind. Literally, he said it is bound by his word. He, God cannot fail you. Man can fail you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek God. This, if nothing tells you how much God loves you, please let this verse tell you. <laughs> he literally, I will take it again. I just, it just, it lifts my spirit. God also bound himself with an oath so that those who receive the promise could be perfectly sure. You can be sure. Your faith, your faith cannot be small. Your faith cannot be dancing around. When literally God has promised you that thing, you can be perfectly sure that He will never change His mind. That is the difference between your earthly father and your heavenly father. Your heavenly father cannot change His mind. He loves you. He He loves you. He cannot change His mind. He has promised you these things. Don't be doubting Him. Trust Him. Believe. Know that it is done. Anyways, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like this. I think this. I think this bod- podcast was more for me than for anybody. I just just lifted my spirits. And anyways, just a reminder that God loves you so much. He loves you so much. He thinks about you every single second. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. <laughs>